Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life, with me, Vincent DiCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer, and Roland C. Warren, CareNet's President and CEO. In this episode of CareCast, we will talk about changes to Title X family planning funding and how it could affect taxpayer funding of abortion. So, Roland, as you know, a couple weeks ago, um, right. the Trump administration um, put forward the Protect Life Rule, which uh, stops taxpayer funding of abortion through the Title X family planning program. Uh, so there's obviously been a lot of different reactions from a lot of different folks about what that actually means, uh, what that means for taxpayer funding of, of abortion, what it means for the for the pro-choice movement, what it means for the pro-life movement, et cetera, et cetera. So we just wanted to kind of chat a little bit about some of the different angles uh, that are that are going on here with uh, with the passage of this Protect Life rule. And I think one of the really important things to really establish is what t- Title X funding was actually originally intended uh, to do. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, the, the funding was essentially uh, de- developed mm-hmm. to provide family planning assistance, mm-hmm. if, if you will, and, yeah. and, and, and to encourage organizations to get in that get in that environment right. and certainly a key aspect of that was uh, is certainly to prevent uh, unplanned pregnancies right. uh, as part of, as part of that mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, organizations or entities that provide those types of services were mm-hmm. the ones that were really applying for uh, funding yeah. through this initiative yeah. yeah and if you sort of look at some of that that, that founding language you know mm-hmm. whenever whenever laws are, are passed or you know new funding streams are are opened um, there's always you know some sort of uh, rationale that's given right sure um, and early on, I mean, it was very clear that part of the purpose of this was to reduce unplanned pregnancies and abortions. Absolutely. To reduce the number of abortions. So a stated goal of the Title X program was to reduce the number of abortions. And so, interestingly, what this what this pro- Protect Life rule uh, does, it it um, it directs tax dollars to Title X centers that do not promote or perform yeah. abortions, right. such as. You know, the growing number of community and rural health centers, as an example. Absolutely. So there's something interesting going on there in terms of like the separation of of services. So why don't you talk about that for a yeah, moment? Yeah, I mean, I think that the intent of that, I mean, if you mm-hmm. just think about it, the intent of that was to not have a conflict of interest right. with the one who's providing the family planning services yeah. and the ones who and, and the ones who are not. So yeah. essentially, uh, they don't want you to be indifferent about mm-hmm. reducing abortion. Right. So if your business model or, mm-hmm. um, is one that actually would benefit from abortion, mm-hmm. then does it really make sense mm-hmm. uh, for you to be provide, provided funding Mm-hmm. Given that you actually yeah. benefit from increasing abortion, right. yeah. uh, increasing the number of abortions, so to speak, and that really is how this issue became sort of a a, a, a hotbed flashpoint, yeah. flashpoint, a hotbed is- issue mm-hmm. uh, for Planned Parenthood because mm-hmm. one of the ways they've been using this funding over the years mm-hmm. is to get funding uh, to prov- uh, get funding in order to do these services and co-mingle that, mm-hmm. not necessarily funding, but co-mingle the facilities mm-hmm. or co-locate the facilities, rather, mm-hmm. uh, inside abortion clinics. Right, right, right. And, uh, and so, as you, you know, money is fungible. Mm-hmm. If I can have this facility that ostensibly does not provide abortion, but I'm providing these services, but I can walk right across the hall mm-hmm. and get an abortion, I can mm-hmm. use use my funding and move sort of funding around so mm-hmm. that I, I, you know, I don't have to have a separate facility, which would increase my cost. And that's right. been one of the reasons why. So, mm-hmm. yeah. this this, this bill basically is uh, this this um, initiative, exactly. if you will, yeah. uh, really sort of more strictly um, 
uh, you know, has language that's more strict in terms of that, and really goes back to the original intent Absolutely. of the legislation to be uh, the, the built uh, the ti- funding rather to begin with. Right. Yeah. And it, you know, and it's interesting, you know, just in terms of this conflict of interest idea, um, you know, because we were, we were talking about this earlier, and it's just this idea that, you know, how how you know, kind of how how serious and committed are you going to be to you know something like a family family planning services? Yeah. If right across the hallway is your profit center, right? Where when family planning fails and there's an unintended pregnancy, right? And there's a five hundred dollar abortion available across the hall, again conflict of conflict of interest yeah. there. Um, and so that's like you said, the right to life rule was really put out to um, to try to reduce the, the yeah. likelihood of those sorts of conflicts of interest happening. Yeah, um, and, and you see that in other other businesses as well. Right. I mean, you yeah. see it in banking where you're trying to kind of say, well, the person who provides one kind of service also can't be in the business of providing another kind of service because mm-hmm. you want to make sure they're, quote, an honest broker, right. Uh, right. so to speak. You see all types of separations. Mm-hmm. You see a similar kind of thing happening in the medical mm-hmm. uh, community with those who provide diag- diagnostic tests and those who send people to get diagnostic tests not mm-hmm. being able to own Right. own both sets of facilities right. there's a lot of legislation over the years yeah, uh, yeah. from a medical perspective so sure. you know you take this outside of the abortion debate yeah which it, is it actually, people don't tend to think very rationally about it yeah. exactly you take yeah. it outside of that debate you'll find we want that all the time that yeah. we want to make sure that there's not a conflict of interest mm-hmm. between a service provider and mm-hmm. a person who needs to receive service and we want someone who comes into that mm-hmm. uh, opportunity to get that service particularly mm-hmm. when it's one that's being govern- government yeah. funded yeah. Uh, that yeah. they that, that, that you have an unbiased uh, perspective yeah, to accomplish yeah. the purpose that the, that the funding is, is meant to, to reach. Yeah, certainly. And so, you know, uh, so technically speaking, Planned Parenthood could still receive Title X funding. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. They would have to make, make some changes around facilities and, and separation of services and things like that. Um, it amounts to about $60 million annually for, for Planned Parenthood through Title X. Um, they have a $1.3 million budget. Um so $60 million is not a whole heck of a lot of money. $1.3 billion. One point, sorry, $1.3 billion budget. Yeah. So I think $60 million is less than 5% of their budget. Um, so it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't bankrupt Planned Parenthood if they decided to. So that why they, would they make such a big stink about this? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I, I think there's probably a couple of reasons. I mean, one of them might be that they would have to may have a more expensive business model um, if they wanted to continue getting that $60 million. But also, you know, frankly, I think you mentioned this earlier as well. It's a... It's a, it's it's a strong cultural signal, right? Uh, that we do not want certain taxpayer dollars going towards the funding of abortion. Exactly, and it's a strong cultural sig- It's a strong cultural signal to have mm-hmm. federal funding going towards certain things yes. as well. Yes, absolutely. So, so it's really not the amount of money here; it's the principle that the government would be essentially mm-hmm. funding mm-hmm. abortion, and even though. Mm-hmm. You know the laws have said, "Hey, you can't." Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. technically, because of how the, mm-hmm. this funding has been used, the government is, and that really is has been the big thing. I mm-hmm. think it's it sends a message yeah. that in some way, shape, or form that uh, the abortion's not right mm-hmm. from a government perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that uh, yeah. when, when you look at Planned Parenthood's perspective, that's not the view that they would have. Yeah. They they want all the stigma removed entirely. Yes. And yes. if if all of a sudden the government decided, you know, we, we're not going to be funding abortion through this program. It it just kind of seems to send this signal in their view that there might there might be something wrong with abortion and absolutely we, and we can't have that perspective exactly out there. so and, and you see that with other issues as yeah. well that we've yeah. seen in the public square social mm-hmm. issues or whatever mm-hmm. this big focus on getting.
getting government to do things. I always mm-hmm. talk about that any cultural change, there are basically three basic pillars of culture, the government community, the faith community, and the business community. Mm-hmm. And any social movement, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. that's had an effective uh, approach in the public square mm-hmm. has had a strategy to engage all three of those, mm-hmm. those sectors. Mm-hmm. And certainly in terms of normalizing abortion mm-hmm. as a cultural norm, mm-hmm. having the government involved in that. Uh, the other thing, too, you know, and this is sort of a transition point for us, although this is obviously great news and we want to do that for lots of reasons, the money, obviously, and the cultural signal. But it also, frankly, mm-hmm. um, from our standpoint, really motivates us to even talk more about defunding Planned Parenthood. Because one of the things we've talked about quite a bit is the fact that, you know, that Christians, mm-hmm. you know, um, are, are funding abortion to right. the tune of about $200 million a year. And the way we get there is by taking the four out of 10 Christians from our national survey uh, and even uh, – 54% that the Gumacher data says that mm-hmm. folks who have abortions professing to be either Catholic or Protestant, right. just using the 40% number, uh-huh. 40% times a million is roughly 400,000. Mm-hmm. The average abortion is roughly 500 bucks. You get to $200 million uh, that, that Christians are funding the abortion industry, probably more, but mm-hmm. you just get mm-hmm. the sense there. So candidly, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> if yeah. we really want to overturn Roe v. Wade or defund Planned Parenthood, yeah. one of the key ways that we can do that is by Christians no longer having abortions. Mm-hmm. And and certainly that's much mm-hmm. bigger than than even what we're talking about here. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think the, you know, CareNet is really, we're really trying to not just talk the talk here, but, but yeah. walk the walk and actually provide solutions and tools so that people can, you know, when they do stand up and say, yeah, you're, you're right, I want to I want to defund Planned Parenthood in my own church. Well, we, we've created this tool called Making Life Disciples yep. for you to do try to do that very thing where this is a program that you can bring to your church and it'll equip your church yep. on how to minister to the abortion, abortion vulnerable uh, in your church and provide right. compassion, hope, and help to women and men in your congregation that are considering abortion. Yep. Um, so this is this is a kind of a groundbreaking thing, humbly but truthfully, I, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and we've created a special website dedicated just to yep. this notion of really mobilizing individuals. MakingLifeDisciples.com. Yeah, MakingLifeDisciples.com. You can go there right now. Um, type it in, MakingLifeDisciples.com. We're waiting. We're going to wait as you type <laughs> as you type that out. Uh, <laughs> MakingLifeDisciples.com. Um, you scroll down on that page. You can read some stats and, and some rationale. And then you can sign up right there, and one of our regional coordinators will actually get in touch with you and give you the tools and the coaching and the guidance and the prayer support that you need in order to bring this program to your church. And the, and the wonderful thing about this is that it doesn't matter who's in the White House, who's in the Supreme Court, any of those things. This right. is something that we can do mm-hmm. now that yeah. really has an impact. You think this is having an impact here in terms of the mm-hmm. Title Ten funding? Mm-hmm. Well, just imagine mm-hmm. if if Christians were no longer providing uh, mm-hmm. the abortion industry with revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, if this is causing them to to, mm-hmm. to get upset, yeah. imagine yep. uh, what what taking the funding from Christians yeah. uh, that are yeah. having abortions would, yeah. would do to them. Yeah. So right, there you go. and it's a lot harder to sue a person for you know running yeah. a program at a church. Obviously, Planned Parenthood is trying to sue the government now uh, yeah. to to get this decision to protect life rule reversed. And so, but, you know, if there's tens of thousands of churches around the country running running a program like this, it's a yeah. much harder target to, to go after. So, amen. That's what we need to do. All right. Well, great. Thanks, Roland. You're welcome. Take care. We hope you enjoyed that discussion of the changes in Title X funding. In the next episode of CareCast, we'll talk about the Boy Scouts' decision to provide condoms at their upcoming World Jamboree and what this means for an organization that used to teach boys to be morally straight. Mm-hmm.